High five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're sitting at home jamming some arena, or especially if you are super excited about Strixhaven coming up, because this is our very special Judge Rob Strixhaven Rules episode. Yeah, we are going to get you ready for your pre-release, no matter how you want to play it. If you're playing it on Arena, come this Thursday. If you're playing <laughs> it on Spell Table, Wizards of the Coast, Channel Fireball, maybe you're LGS or running Spell Table events, maybe you're just buying some packs and cracking it and playing against whoever you live in your house with. That's great. That's great. We are here for you. Yes. I'm one of your hosts, Megan. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. And yeah, we want you to be prepped and ready for the pre-release this weekend. Yes. And we have to thank some people for making it possible for helping us prep you. Most important amongst them, patrons of this show. Absolutely. If you can, please become a patron over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Just takes a second to sign up. You'll feel so great for having done it because when you support the creators whose content you consume, you know you're giving back into this ecosystem that we have here in magic and saying, you know what? I want happy people who make me feel good about magic. You're making a terrarium (laughs) and the terrarium is cute and has nice features. That's right. You've got maybe a little waterfall in there. Maybe you've got some palm trees. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Wow, your terrarium is really big. It's tropical as well, I just realized. (laughs) Thank you especially to the people who have become patrons since our last episode. I'm talking about you, Peyton, about you, Ryan, about you, Victor, about you, Derek, about you, Caitlin. Thank you all so very, very much for making this possible. Like we said, we want to get everybody ready for this weekend with Judge Rob, and you all make that happen. Thank you so, so, so much, everybody. We'll read your name out on the show if you become a new patron by the next episode. Thank you as well to everybody who's continued to support us, some of you from our very first days on Patreon, which is absolutely invaluable. Yes. Thank you as well to one of our great sponsors, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, a great place to go for all of your Strixhaven needs. Yeah. Do you want to pre-order a box of Strixhaven? They've got your go back. Get it done. Are you eyeballing all those sick? commander decks that are going to come out soon? Absolutely. Yes, you are, and you should order them from Card Kingdom. Yeah, Card Kingdom has wonderful customer service, super fast shipping, and just is a great place to both work and to buy cards from. If you are somebody who likes to shop and vote with your dollars, Card Kingdom is a fantastic place to buy everything you want in your magical life because they are a fantastic company. And so support your values by shopping at a place like Card Kingdom. We recommend it highly, and we wouldn't if we didn't believe in them. Um, And yeah, they've got all your Strixhaven stuff ready to go. Yeah. All right, let's get you ready to go. Yes, let's get Judge Robin here and rock that pre-release action. All right, everybody, it's time to welcome a very special guest to Good Luck High Five. It's Judge Rob. Hi, Judge Rob. I am at home chilling here with my cat. Uh, you can't see her in the recording, but she's off to the side. You oh, two can see her. We yeah. can see her. She's, she's beautiful. So she is a perfect circle of a cat, yes. Rob. Excellent cat. And so I'm excited about Strixhaven. 
I'm really looking forward to this set. As, <laughs> as you crack a cold one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that would be audible. Yes. Lemoncello LaCroix. Lemoncello. Yes, we're not sponsored by LaCroix, but Rob and I are both drinking Lemoncello LaCroix. Yes. That's a good flavor. It's a good flavor. I'll give it to it. Yeah. So, so, Rob, you like to kick off our uh, shows here by doing a PSA. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a PSA, then we're going to get into some of the new mechanics, returning mechanics, and then we're going to have specific notes about cards that might trip yep. you up at your pre-release. So let's start it off with a PSA. Yeah, my PSA. Get your dang vaccination shot. Yes. <laughs> Just, yes. Do it. It, straightforward. So, it, like, uh, in the U.S., uh, April 16th is the last date that a state will be opening up universal eligibility for adults. So, if you are 16 or older, April 16th, every state will be available to schedule. This, you may not have access in your state, but you are eligible to schedule and you're not going to get blocked by anything other than availability. You're able to, you're eligible to start refreshing all those vaccination scheduling. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Um, this will not prevent you from getting COVID, but it is extraordinarily good at keeping you from dying from COVID. And in most cases, it prevents you from getting seriously ill. It turns it from you are flat on your back and able to breathe to the equivalent of a cold. Like it's, it's just really good. For all three available in the U.S., they're like take anything that you can get. They'll make you. They'll make you less likely to have problems. It, yeah. the The current threat level or the current risk level is something like it was in October. So if you didn't want to go out in October, probably don't want to go out now until you're vaccinated. Um, we're doing really well in the U.S. We're like twenty percent fully vaccinated. Thirty percent or thirty six percent have the first dose per my notes. So. It's, we're getting there. Um, there are more people vaccinated than have been officially diagnosed with COVID at this point. Ooh, I really want to play great. magic against you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really, I really want to not risk my health. I really don't want to risk your health. I really don't want to risk my family's health or your family's health. So please get vaccinated. That way we can play games together. Go get your dang shot. Yeah. Megan and yes, I have get gotten our first shot. Yeah. Move your arm around In- a bunch after. Just really. <laughs> You Do your calisthenics. You've got 15 minutes. you got to sit there anyway. Just go for it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I got the Johnson & Johnson about 10 days ago. 12 awesome. days ago. 12 days ago now. And so I'm, I'm really excited about being vaccinated and being able to, like, change some of my activities to interact with people more. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so get vaccinated. Great. That's a hashtag for the show. Get vaccinated. Yes. Hashtag get, vaccinated. get vaxxed. <laughs> Get vaxxed, Strixhaven. <laughs> yes, get get vaccinated for Strixhaven. Yes, just like how when you go to college, they make you get vaccinated for meningitis. That's right. That's right. Yes. You Very don't want to get meningitis. You really do not want to get meningitis. Uh, so, do we want to move on to cards then? Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about. It. First thing you've got is some terminology changes. Yes, terminology changes. They're changing some of the ways that the words on the cards read. Um, so, if you're familiar with the term converted mana cost, uh, they're replacing it with the phrase mana value. Oh, yes. Um, everybody likes value, so this is a good change. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, let's look at... That's just logic. Uh, it's true. The, and they're also making another change. Um, when something instructs somebody to shuffle, it would be like, target player shuffles their library. Now, it's just target player shuffles. Your library is the only thing you can shuffle. Uh, so <laughs> well, I, have one I disagree. Book. I can shuffle yeah. my feet uh, during a match well, pretty good. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. But the magic rules aren't 
strictly English. The word shuffle only has one thing it can apply to in the magic rules. I so, see. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Rush to Rebirth is green-black for an instant. Choose target creature. When that creature dies this turn, search your library for a creature card with lesser mana value. Put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. That's a twofer. We got them both. Yep. yep. It, got, it got it both in the same card. This card would have, like, five, six more words. Um, and for not a lot of value. Uh, mana value, I think, is a better term anyways, because mana cost tends to refer to, like, what you're paying. But the mana value is this derived value number. It's just a number. Yeah. Um, and I think it fits better with the way English works. I have no idea what this looks like in other languages. <laughs> um, but in English, it's much better. Yeah. I like it. I like shuffle. I like shuffle, shuffle is so shuffle much better. Library. Yeah. Like, it's nice. Yeah. We know we know what we're shuffling. If you're not exactly. me, you will understand that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about new mechanics. Yeah, we love new uh, mechanics. Yes. In this set, we get to learn. Oh, so boy. Lear- yeah, learn is the big headliner. It's where they put a lot of, like, what's going on in the set. So let's look at Retriever Phoenix. Retriever Phoenix is a red and three for a 2-2 Phoenix. Flying, haste. When it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, learn. Uh, learn has reminder text. You may reveal a lesson card you own from outside the game and put it into your hand, or discard a card to draw a card. And then it says, as long as Retriever Phoenix is in your graveyard, if you would learn, you may instead return Retriever Phoenix to the battlefield. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, that's it's great. A lot of stuff. So this refers to lessons. Lesson is a subtype that goes on, technically it could be on instants and sorceries, but it's only on sorceries in this set. So uh, all, every lesson in the set is a sorcery. Uh, so let's look at a, at a lesson. Reduce to memory. White, white, one for a sorcery lesson. Exile target non-land permanent. Its controller creates a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. Um, so if you're used to... I want to I comment while I'm hitting this card. If you're used to spirits flying, these spirits don't fly. These are ground ghosts. They don't know how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> ground um, ghosts. Hey, everybody, we're the ground ghosts, and we're here to rock your world. <laughs> now, that's a minor league baseball team if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, that it definitely could be a minor league baseball team. <laughs> so, um, but the word lesson, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a tag for learn to, to grab so that it can grab only lesson cards and pull them in from your sideboard. Learn itself is a keyword action. It packs stuff into its rules. It gives you a bunch of choices. Anytime that you get instructed to learn, you can make a choice. Either you go into your outside the game space and grab a, a grab a lesson card. Outside the game in casual play is any card you own. Outside the game in either online play or tournament play is in your sideboard. Um, and so you can pack some lesson cards that you're going to be prepared to play in your sideboard. If you're playing limited, like if you're playing sealed or draft, it's cards that you drafted only. Note. Your sideboard is changing in arena. Uh, so this the way that the sideboard it, like looks is gonna is gonna be like half sized. It's gonna say best of one sideboard and best of three sideboard. Um, so if people haven't been keeping up and they suddenly start seeing that, it's because they don't want you to have access to fifteen lessons in best of one. They only want you to have access to I think seven. Yeah, it's seven. Yeah. yeah. And so if you're seeing that for the first time, you're only gonna get access to those seven in best of one matches. Um, which suggests to me they made this for best of one and then they came back and tested it and said, wow, 15 cards is a lot. <laughs> uh, so I, considering how they, they handled companions, I 
I feel justified in saying I don't think they tested it quite to the extent that they wanted. Oh, really? Well, look at it. Companions were such an obvious mistake that everybody screamed for two weeks until they until they eroded them, right? Yeah. Th- yeah. They're an outside the game mechanic. It's like I, I they like from a from a numbers perspective, all the cards are balanced really, really well. I think, but from a like Access? card quality and best of one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but. Meanwhile, less it learn lets you get a lesson, and if you don't want to get a lesson, or you don't have a lesson, or you just you feel like your opponent's going to make you discard your hand at some mm-hmm. point, um, you can then choose to discard a card. If you don't discard a card, nothing else happens. You learned, and you learned nothing. <laughs> um, if, Too often. If you do Classic. have a card to discard, and you discard it, um, then you get to draw a card. The, the traditional thing that people call that is rummaging, you know, discard to draw. Yeah. So uh, it, it presents you with a ton of choices, but it's going to be pretty smooth in actual gameplay. You're going to look at it and go, eh, I don't have any lessons left to get, or my lessons don't do anything. I need to get rid of this land draw spell. Uh, which is, like, the choices are going to be pretty straightforward. Yeah, I, and, I'm a big fan of lesson. I think it's super flexible, yeah. and I'm yeah. really excited to play with it, especially in draft. Very cool. Yeah, it, it looks very, very heavily tuned for limited. Um, the one thing to note with the Phoenix, uh, so we went over Retriever Phoenix. It says, as long as it's in your graveyard, if you would learn, you may instead return Retriever Phoenix to the battlefield. What that means is that instead of the lesson event, you don't get, or instead of the pick a lesson or discard, Retriever Phoenix gives you a third choice, which is get back one Phoenix. If you have two Phoenixes in your graveyard and you're instructed to learn, you can only get back one of them. Ooh, very good to know. Because because it replaces learning with doing something else, returning the Phoenix. Gotcha. Oh, that's interesting. I would have thought it was like if you would discard and like you have to be able to do it, but you don't even have to be able to discard and draw. It just is one of yep. the other options. Okay, that's cool. Yep. It, it just it basically while well, the phoenix is in your graveyard, you'll get a you'll get an extra type of choice during during learning. Good bird. Yeah. Good bird. Uh, and it brings back other phoenixes when you cast it. Like I I think it's actually a pretty good card. Agree. Nice. What a, the good, other new mechanic. what a good bird. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of birds in the set. There's a lot of cute birds in this set. Uh, the other, then the, my next card is actually a bird, too. I was going to so. say, speaking of. Yeah. <clears throat> speaking of birds. So the the next thing going on that is new is an old mechanic. They're kind of reworking. Uh, ward. So Owl and Shield Mage is black, white, three for a three, three bird warlock with flying. And it has ward pay three life. So reminder text says, whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability that an opponent controls, counter that spell or ability unless that player pays three life. Uh, so ward is a triggered ability that protects your creatures. Uh, there's only five cards with ward in the set, though. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And so they, there's just not many of them. Um, so it counters things unless they pay a cost. If something says it can't be countered, ward can't counter it. So gotcha. you'll just be like, whatever, I'm not paying life. But my, my thing gets your creature anyways. Uh, because it's a triggered ability, it, it lets you allow it to resolve. So if I have an Owl and Shield Mage in the battlefield, my opponent tries to kill it with a spell, I say, uh, word trigger, my opponent will go, yeah, I'll pay three life. And I go, all right, I still got priority after my trigger resolves, so now I'm going to counter your spell now that you paid your three life. Uh, snap! Oh, boy! I love that. <laughs> Great. So you, you can get them with ward. There's a couple of ward paid three lives where you could just be like, yeah, and then I'm going to sacrifice this anyways. Yeah. Um, Bolt after, yourself. After you, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And the ward cost can be anything. It could be life. It could be mana. That's could be this set has money. life and mana. Um, yeah, it could be. It could be anything. I I predict that like they're going to put some other things on board at some point. They've got um, in the commander stuff. There's a ward eight on an octopus. Wow. Uh, Great. Which is basically just hexproof. that's hexproof. You like, have to fight off all eight of its hands. Oh, I get it. You're right. Uh, no, no, no. It has the number eight on the card eight times. Cute. It's well it's done. Cool. Well done. Uh, eight hands. Yep. So the yeah, Ward is just going to get you as a triggered ability. Um, you may end up in some weird situations on like magic online, um, magic online or arena, where you're like, why am I saying okay to my own spell again? It's because you want to be able to respond after the word resolves. Gotcha. Um, so, Magecraft is the other is the other new thing, um, yeah. which we've seen on other cards like Ral. Is it Viceroy? Um, has Magecraft, but not spelled out as a word. Yeah. Uh, so, Quandrix Apprentice is a green blue for a two two human wizard. It has Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a land card from among them and put that card into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So Magecraft's a trigger to, it's an ability word. The word Magecraft doesn't mean anything. They could print this card, these, these cards without the word. It's just an easy way to search. Um, and it's a triggered ability. Every Magecraft thing triggers on you casting or copying instances of sorceries. And then they do something when it resolves. And this guy, uh, Quandrix Apprentice here, he can get uh, he can get the lands from Zendikar, the double face lands, because he finds instant or sorceries with a land on the back, right? Or sorry, he finds lands things that are lands in the front with instant sorceries in the back. Gotcha. Uh, so he doesn't get those double face lands. Okay. Thanks, Brain. Um, so it has to be a land in the front for him to be able to find. Gotcha. Um, Makes sense. He yep. otherwise he looks at it and he's like. I see a spell here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm pretty sure that's a that's a turn timber symbiosis, right? Like, I, it, it, sorry, I need lands. For if him. only we could see um, the back of it, but I can't. So just can. Yep. He's 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 an apprentice. He's not a master. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so speaking of of uh, modal double face cards, we get a bunch of modal double face cards in the set. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna run through them really quickly because we've done it the last couple times and they're pretty regular now. Um. But, like, Augmenter Pugilist is a green-green one for 3-3 three, three troll druid. If you've seen images of him as an elf druid, that's wrong. All right, the, 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 the full-frame mock-up previews that you can see online say elf druid. They're incorrect. This is the most obvious troll I've ever seen. This is a yeah, troll. This is a troll. He's, he's obviously a troll. But <laughs> go look. The full-frame versions say elf online, yeah. but they won't say elf in paper. He appears to um, have tusks in the same way a narwhal has tusks, where it's just giant teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, love he him. He's that. got a huge fist. He looks like the Hulk. Great. Sorry. Yep. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is trample, and as long as you control eight or more lands, it gets plus five, plus five. Nice. Um, his backside's a sorcery. Echoing equation, uh, blue, blue, and three for a sorcery. Choose target creature you control. Each other creature you control becomes a copy of it until end of turn, except those creatures aren't legendary if the chosen creature is legendary. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah. Would you like a bunch of biovisionaries? You can have a bunch of biovisionaries. Uh, so, the, the note with a bunch of these copy things, while I'm here, there's a ton of copying in this set. Uh, echoing equation copies the base card. Any other effects apply on top of that. 
just like they normally do. So plus one plus one counters apply on top. Giant growth style effects apply on top mm -hmm. of the copy effect. So you might change something into whatever your biggest creature is and then get a bunch of counters that were on your land random little zero zero tokens. So uh, be aware. Yeah. You would uh, think the copying would be yeah. frowned upon in a school set, but oh, anyway. You're yeah. so right. It, you would think, but would think. one one entire group is just about copying. That's all they do. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, like why is there? Why isn't there a plagiarist in this set? Good point. I don't remember seeing one. Yeah, Rob, I have to ask you before we go any further. Which uh, college are you going to? I uh, so that is a good question. My favorite <gasps> card in the set is the red white. It is a red-white card. It's in the... I, I didn't even learn all of the, the things. Um, so, the like, the... My favorite card's red-white. It's probable that if I was actually at the school, I'd be Quandrix. <laughs> um, that is like, something a, qu a Quandrix would say. It is probable that. <laughs> that I'd be a Quandrix. <laughs> Although, do you know what? You can pursue your passions. If you want to be Lorehold, you can be Lorehold. Yeah. I, I could be Lorehold. I could join the Elephant Clerics. Yeah, you could. <laughs> So, uh, what else is returning? Colorless spells. We have not seen these in a while, but just instants and sorceries that have a pure colorless mana cost. Um, uh, several of the lessons are this way, which means that anybody's going to be able to get access to them whenever they learn. So, Introduction to Prophecy just costs three generic mana, sorcery, lesson, scry two, then draw a card. That's it. It's a colorless spell. It's not red or blue or green. Uh, it's just weird to see these outside of an Eldrazi context. Yeah, yeah it, it, is. it is, honestly. But I like because it's like the base, it's like the introdu introduction year. You yeah. gotta take classes they're, these before oh, you pick your it's major. It's your generals. It's, yeah. They're all, yeah, they're all the 101 classes. Introduction <laughs> to prophecy, you know, basic whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's I cute. I also like the flavor text on this one says final grades are posted on the first day of class. I love yes. that. Which is funny, but also disheartening. Imagine turning up and, and it's like, like oh. you got a D and you're like, this <laughs> is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now I'm not going to yeah. try. Right. <laughs> well, that's half of prophecies, right? The best way to make prophecies come true is to go do it. Is to just say, yeah, exactly. Right. Anyways. I feel so, like the teacher would be like, oh, everybody got an A. And then you're like, oh, I, I have to get an A. Because it said yeah, so. It said so. Anyway, sorry. We can move on. <laughs> um, so that, that's the returning stuff that mm -hmm. I have down. Uh, there's this set packed a lot into Lesson and Learn, and it's got a lot of individual cards that do cool things. Yeah. So we should move on to some of these let's, individual Let's cards. talk about these individual cards. Yeah. Let's look at Body of Research. Uh, blue, 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 green, 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 sorcery. Create a zero, zero, green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number of cards in your library. What? Great. Love it. Yeah. That's cool. going to be huge. I, th this card might not actually even be good. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think it particularly is, but still, that's a big creature. Six mana for like it's, a 2020. It, that's unlimited. In construction, yeah. it's like a 40-40, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It could be as big as you want. It's a six-mana token. Yeah, it doesn't. Right? It, it's going to say goodbye. <laughs> and so, it, like, it, it, it's a discussion. I, so I, I hang out in Faithless Brewing's Discord, and we've had this discussion before. Like, how big does a creature have to be to be a giant vanilla and be worth it? And it's like, I don't think there's a number. No, there, I don't like, think there is either. It could yeah. be infinity-infinity. Yeah. Right. It could be like a... <laughs> 100, it, 100. it has player death touch and it doesn't matter 
This is, this is death, death touch and player death touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great um, way to put it. <laughs> this is animate library. This is the card animate library from yeah. um, the unset. From unhinged. Um, the the token note that the token enters and then has the counters put on it. So if something triggers off small creatures entering, it'll trigger from body of research and anything that makes a fractal token. All these things make a zero zero, then put counters on it. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Kiora Behemoth Beckoner is a card that that uh, says whenever a creature with power four or greater enters the battlefield under your control, uh, draw a card. It, it will not. Kiora won't trigger from body of research. Gotcha. Because it makes a zero zero, then puts counters on it. I have and a question, this, Rob. Though maybe this is too complicated. Yeah. When it why doesn't it die when it comes in before it has its counters on it? it because it's all done during the resolution of the of the same spell. So okay. it, it, it makes the it, 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 things don't check to see whether they die until a player would get priority until a player would get the chance to do something. And Got so, it. like stuff will reduce power. Um, the classic one is things that have power toughness equal to your hand size. If you cast a card like Wheel of Fortune that says discard your hand and then draw some cards, it's temporarily a zero zero, but that's all during the resolution of Wheel of Fortune. Ah, uh, great! Oh, so, that's uh, very interesting. Nice. Yeah. That's the, that's the classic the classic classic example you know from 1997 and <laughs> when Maro was first printed, but uh, this is the same thing. It makes a zero zero, puts the counters on it all during the resolution. Um, Very cool. Ecological appreciation is green two x for sorcery. Search your library and graveyard for up to four creature cards with different names that each have mana value x or less and reveal them. An opponent chooses two of those cards. Shuffle the ones they chose into your library and put the rest onto the battlefield. Exile ecological appreciation. Wow. So it says up to, you can find only two creatures. If you only find two or three creatures, your opponent picks two of those cards and sends them back. <laughs> um, <laughs> woo! It, it, it's, it's possible you only have three creatures left between your library and, and graveyard. Yeah. Uh, and so... Your opponent ultimately gets that choice, and your opponent must choose exactly two. Okay. Uh, so if they, if they for some reason, want you to put all four onto the battlefield, they can't. They, okay. they have to choose two and send them back. Gotcha. Makes sense. I think we all um, we all knew some ecological appreciators in college, am I right? <laughs> is, this a, is this a joke making fun of people that like trees? And, like, <laughs> Are vegans? <laughs> Absolutely not. It is not. It's not that. Megan was on okay. the show talking oh, about how bad uh, lawns the, the are other... two episodes Got ago. It. It, I yeah. was. The, the... Lawns are bad. Okay. Okay. Lawns lawns are pretty dumb. Lawns I think this are is people dumb like the other kind of trees. Got it. Exactly. Yes. Now you Got get it. me. Okay. I, I figured it out. It took me a second. <laughs> oh, anyways. Anyways. Kazmina. Enigma Sage. Um, she's a blue, green, and one for a legendary planeswalker. Kazmina enters with two loyalty. She has a static ability like all of the war planeswalkers. Each other planeswalker you control has the loyalty abilities of Kazmina Enigma Sage. This is weird. Um, she plus two is to scry one. She minus X's to create a zero, zero green and blue fractal creature token and put X plus one plus one counters on it. And she minus eights to search your library for an instant or sorcery card that shares a color with this planeswalker. Exiles that card and then shuffles. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. It's got a weird phrasing on there that shares a color with this planeswalker. Um, it's because Kazmina gives her abilities away to her friends. Oh, sure. And That's right. It's so if you activate, so if you have like Karn, Sign of Urza, he's colorless. He can get one of those colorless instant sorcerers. 
Yeah. Um, except that he can't because they don't share a color with him because you can't like nulls don't share colors, so he can't actually even get those. Um, Karn minuses and doesn't do anything. Poor Karn minuses oh, and can't get anybody. Karn. Yep. Um, what a sad so robot. It, so it it's dependent on the color or colors of the thing that uses that minus eight ability. It looks at that thing's ability. It doesn't look back to Kesmia. It doesn't care. Gotcha. Uh, if you have Chandra, Torture, Defiance, and minus eight Chandra, uh, then you get a red thing. Nice. You don't get a blue or a green thing. Let's just take a moment to appreciate Kazmina's owl. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. plus. A, this Birds. owl is amazing. Th- this, is, this is the bird set, right? Yeah. This is what Hitchcock warned us about. Exactly. Hitchcock was like I, the bird. <laughs> yes. Alfred Hitchcock, known social prophet. <laughs> Warned us, warned us about the rise of birds in the year 2021. In a, in a Magic the Gathering set. Specifically. Yep. 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 Magma Opus. Hold on. Pause. Great card name. Continue. Yes. This set is full of these. There's so many good card names in the set. There's so many subtle puns going on in the set, it. too. Like, I, Honor Troll might be one of my, the favorite card names I've ever seen. <laughs> but... Uh, so, red, blue, six for an instant for Magma Opus. It deals four damage divided as you choose amongst any number of targets. Tap two target permanents, create a 4-4 four, four blue and red elemental creature token, and draw two cards. Jeez. Uh, nice. Hybrid, red, blue, hybrid, red, blue, and discard this to create a treasure token. So it has treasure cycling, which a couple of expensive spells in this set have, Yeah. basically. You can cycle them to make a treasure. Nice. I would um, like to open this, please. Thank you, universe. Signed, uh, Maria. Yeah. This is perfectly reasonable at both treasure cycling and just killing all the things. Um, one thing to note, you can damage the same thing that you tap with it. Yeah. So you yeah. can you can <clears throat> choose to so like to, to deal two to a creature and then also try to tap that creature. Um, relevant if you think your opponent might have a way to save their creature from the damage, but you need it to be tapped because you need to punch through for combat damage or something. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, um, and also when you were targeting this on Arena... Or Magic Online, be very careful. This has a bunch of weird targets, and it's going to make you, like, do a bunch of targeting, and then do a bunch of other targeting. Yeah. Thank goodness you don't have to target for the drawing cards. I've made yeah. the wrong person draw cards with Expansion Explosion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done it. Uh, I, I have Oops. watched a number of people redirect damage with um, Harm's Way completely incorrectly. Same. You're like, good times. Cool, 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 yep. cool. I didn't want those cards. Yep. Not at all. Yeah, have some have some cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tanazir Quandrix. Uh, Tanazir is blue, green, and three for a legendary creature, Elder Dragon, four four, flying, trample. When Tanazir Quandrix enters the battlefield, double the number of plus one plus one counters on target creature you control. Whenever Tanazir Quandrix attacks, you may have the base power and toughness of other creatures you control become equal to Tanazir Quandrix's power and toughness until end of turn. Nice. Uh, so, the his last ability, he changes the base power and toughness of other things to his current power and toughness. So if he has plus one plus one counters on him, those apply. So if he has a plus one plus one counter on him, he's a five five, and he changes the base on other things, which probably have counters because you're playing Quandrix. Uh, and then those counters apply on top of that base power and toughness. Nice. So he'd give them so, five five, and then they'd put on any more counters that they had. Yes. And any and yes, exactly. Any counters they have, any other things from static abilities or like giant growth style effects that give plus X plus X. Or yeah, I like so. his face. That's pretty nice. It's cute. Yeah, 
<laughs> Shadrick Silverquill. He's another Elder Dragon. Black, white, three for Legendary Creature Elder Dragon, two, five, flying in double strike. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may choose two. Each mode must target a different player. First mode is target player creates a 2-1 white and black inkling creature token with flying. Second is target player draws a card and loses a life. Third is target player puts a plus one plus one counter on each creature they control. Oh. So you have to choose exactly two things with Shadrach Silver. I love it. You can't choose only one. You can't choose all three. You have to give a gift out to somebody. <gasps> Chadrick's inexplicably loves presents. I don't know why. This <laughs> card, like if you have a friend, if you have a two-headed giant teammate sitting next Ooh. to you, you can give them this bonus. You can let, oh, be like, man. teammate, draw a card and lose a life. I'll take an inkling token. Yeah. Uh, and so, or give Shadrix a plus one plus encounter. Like, whatever. Uh, so I, I really want to play this into a giant. Yeah. Um, nice. Absolutely. Sounds pretty, the, the, sounds pretty sick. Yeah, the difference in play between, like, quality between normal magic and two-headed for this is huge. Yes. It's a, it's a whole Gary situation. Yep. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, a, a Grey Merchant is still good. This might only be okay. In, Fair enough, yeah. In, in 1v1. But in Two-Headed Giant, it's incredible. Gary is good in 1v1 and incredible in Two-Headed. So, yeah. like, I think this has a higher delta. <laughs> so, Academic Probation. Uh, it's a white and one for a sorcery lesson. Choose one. Choose a non-land card name. Opponents can't cast spells with a chosen name until your next turn. Or, choose target non-land permanent. Until your next turn, it can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. All right. So, if you have a modal double face card, it, like the Deans are in this set, they might cast either side in their deck. If you name a name and you want to name the back, you name the back. If you want to name the front, you name the front. They can cast the other side. Oh, because each side of a modal Rough. double face card is different. Rough. Yeah. Uh, yep. Also, I feel and like so, someone needs to talk to people about how this. A type of academic probation is not acceptable. Yeah, this is a... Uh, you're yeah. being bound with magical light over your hands and no, your mouth. Like, that's not, more than academic probation. That's, not, like, literal yeah. just probation. <laughs> yeah, this, this is this is actual probation. This like, is imprisonment. This, this, this is literal jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know how they how they pitched this art to, uh, to, Christi, uh, to Christy, who did this, but... This is definitely somebody going to actual change. You're right. <laughs> yep, it really, it really is. Uh, next, Blade Historian. Uh, four hybrid mana, red and white, for a 2-3 creature human cleric. Attacking creatures you control have double strike. Great. This is not a trigger. This is a static ability. So if, if Blade Historian enters during combat, it applies to all the creatures that are attacking. If Blade Historian is killed during combat, it stops applying to all the creatures that are attacking. <laughs> Good to uh, know. The first one, yeah, the first one might happen if you attack with a non-human and you have a Winota on the battlefield. Uh, surprise, your non-human now has double strike. Great. Uh, the latter might happen if your opponent just decides to kill your creature in combat after they block. Yeah. Um, yep. So this, this is, is this is a way to get blown out yeah. one way or another. This one is also by Christy. I really like this art. Oh, yeah. This one makes me want yeah, to yeah. be in Lorehold. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if I had the ability to make a bunch of magic books fly around me, I would be I would be happy. Exactly. Same. You know, they say it's um, a certain money threshold or happiness or whatever. It's really just the ability to, to have books fly to make around books you. books fly around you. Right. 
Mm-hmm. We're all um, unhappy speaking- because we can't make books fly. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, speaking of flying books. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cody. Cody Vociferous Codex. Uh, Cody is a three mana uh, legendary artifact creature construct. Cody's a one four. And says you can't cast permanent spells. <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> Joke's yeah. on you. It is four and tap. Add Wooburg. And then when you cast your next spell this turn, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile an instant or sorcery card with lesser mana value. Until end of turn, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put each other card exiled this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. Whew. I'm scared so, about yeah. this card. <laughs> would, you, would you like instant and sorcery cascade? Yes. Um, so uh, my, my notes say, what in the name of Isaac Asimov is this? <laughs> uh, like... This is a weird, weird as heck magic card. Um, permanent spells are any spells that would resolve and become a permanent. Uh, that includes um, things that things that kind of look like permanents if you squint at them, notably morphs, and notably um, if you are uh, thanks brain uh, the the um, the stupid mechanic from uh, mutate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mut- you can't mutate because it is a spell that thinks it could resolve into a permanent um, and you can't play morphs either I, um, I think I, I could think I could resolve into a permanent it, it could there's a universe where it does yeah. where the creature gets killed so you can't you can't cast things with mutate you can't morph um, you can't cast planeswalkers creatures uh, basically it's instants and sorceries but it's leaving it, it's leaving the door open to make sure that if they add a new permanent type or if they add a new non-permanent type, Cody doesn't get hosed by that. Great. I also just feel like this is a book that's running around shouting facts at you on campus. Hey, tell me a fact and I'll tell you a different fact. Hey, Cody. (laughs) Cody, Cody, Cody. Were were you aware that the thing hanging at the back of your throat is called a uvula? Yes! Did you know that there's a bear in Jackson Hole, Wyoming that was strangled by a man from the inside out? <laughs> oh, Cody, that's why we love you. There you go. <laughs> uh, is that true? Double, <laughs> yes. Yes, the, yes, yes. Th- th- those are both true facts. And yeah. Rob's like, it was actually me. <laughs> the guy stuck his head. The bear was trying to eat him and yeah. he shoved his arm down the bear's throat. And strangled it from the inside? Yes. Didn't well, he, he blocked its esophagus, yeah. Oh my god! He took a, yeah, he got he got bit up and scratched, but like if you're desperate, if the he bear's gonna kill die. you otherwise. Yeah, he didn't die. Great How many point. people can say they? It, and that's they the goal. In, yeah. <laughs> when a bear is attacking you, it's not keep your arm. It's <laughs> don't die. <laughs> right. I I grew up in bear country in northern Wisconsin. Uh, I I'm proud to say that only one member of my family got abandoned in the woods with a bear. So like, wow! See, Only if you're one. a longtime listener of this show, you know that we used to have extra story time with Rob, where he would talk to us about strange moments of his life, like the time that he yep. almost died inside a walk-in refrigerator. Exactly. Oh, yep. Walk-in so freezer. It was a it was a standing freezer, but yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> which is right. why I assumed it was probably Rob that did this. But <laughs> no, that was my it was my sister. That's her one almost died story, which is she got abandoned yeah. in the woods with a bear. Okay. You know, I'm glad she's okay. Yeah, my sister's great. I love her, and I'm glad that she's okay, too. <laughs> oh, double major. <laughs> double major. Double major. So, double major is blue-green for an instant. 
that says copy target creature spell you control, except it isn't legend except it isn't legendary if the spell is legendary. And a reminder text says a copy of a creature spell becomes a token, uh, which is a good reminder because that was not the case until um, until a year ago. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, the way Double Major works, it does not copy a creature on the battlefield. The only things that are spells are things on the stack. So, you have to cast a creature spell, hold priority, and then cast this in response to your own creature spell in order to get a copy. Sick. Um, so, set, your, set up stops, figure out how to hold priority in Magic Online and on Arena. You know what, Rob? If you hadn't said this, I would have probably ignored the word spell on this card and thought it just copied exactly. my creature. Yep. It, this is a very weird card. Um... If your creature spell has a target, it does not change the target of your creature spell. Yeah. So if it, I Berg Strider like, and then cast this, the, the Berg Strider taps the same thing. No. That's what? not what I'm talking about. That's a triggered ability when it enters the battlefield. Oh, no. I'm talking about mutate again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so if you try to mutate on something, it's a creature spell. You can copy it with double nature. But then where does it but go? But then it goes on top of the thing Under again? the same thing. Oh. It, yeah, it's the same target. So you you mutate on the same thing, which might be really good if you have a mutate trigger, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it, 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 double major doesn't tell you. Like with most copy things, it says you may choose new targets of the copy. They're like, eh, when do creature spells target? When did we do? Oh, a year ago, right? That's in standard. Is um. <laughs> so uh, a creature spell. If the creature spell has a target, that that target doesn't change. Okay. All right. This makes your yeah. Note that this makes your spell non-legendary. Um. Note that this doesn't necessarily make the thing that it becomes non-legendary. Again, mutate. If I... So there's a cycle of legendary mutators, right? If I have one of those, I cast it, I double major it, the new thing is non-legendary. They both mutate onto something. If if they mutate under, and that thing is legendary, it'll still be legendary. It just changes if we put this on top whether or not it would be legendary. Welcome to Mutate Facts. Wow. We're, we're back to this after a year, right? Hey, oh my gosh. Mutate facts. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Unmutate facts. This, this, is, this is the world Cody wants. Do you want <laughs> mutate facts? Cody will give you mutate facts all day long. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Cody. All right. Yep. So, weird card. Works strangely with mutate. Be aware. Um, elite Spellbinder is the next thing on my list. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really happy PVDDR got a card. Yeah, I'm me so too. About, so great. About insert cards from World Champions. Um, so Elite Spellbinder, white and two for a 3-1 human cleric. Elite Spellbinder has flying, and it says, when Elite Spellbinder enters the battlefield, look at target opponent's hand. You may exile a non-land card from it. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may play it. A spell cast this way costs two more to cast. So, um, things... You can exile non-land cards. If they are lands on the back, they can still play them as lands because it says they may play it. Uh, so if they if they aren't casting it as a spell, then they still get to play it as a land normally. Um, but otherwise, it sends it away and taxes it forever. So they get to cast it. It doesn't take away. It just makes a, a thing more expensive. Yeah. Um, it lets you do some strange things in older formats where you get to like remove like put exiled cards into the graveyard. Um. This card is super cool, and you're going to see it a ton. Sweet. So, just be aware that it doesn't interact in the way that you necessarily anticipate with with modal double-faced cards that are lands in the back, because they don't have to pay extra. They just play it as a land. Yeah. Makes sense. 
Exponential Growth. Green, green, XX sorcery. Until end of turn, double target creatures power X times. <laughs> Love it. Do you like math? This is a lot of math. Ooh. It's a really simple equation. Um, two to the X times its current power. I was told there would be no math. Megan powers just died. of two are simple. <laughs> Do you not just know all the powers of two up to like, I don't know, 2048 without thinking about it? No. Why not? <laughs> because I'm Prismari. <laughs> Fair. But you play magic tournaments. These are like Swiss cutoff numbers and stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So you double it. If you double it once, you like double it once. And then it, it, it does it double again from the next one. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's get some well, real numbers in here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it, like I said, it's really, really simple. It's powers of two, right? So it's yeah. if, if you're doubling it once, it's times two. If you double it twice, it's times four. Okay, yeah. Right? And if you, if you double, double it again, times, it's, times it's times eight. eight. Right, exactly. Powers yes. of two. So let's say you have a two-two, and you uh, pay one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you pay three. This What is it going to be? Times eight. Sixteen. All right. Yeah. There you Ooh, go. Ooh, 16, 16. Yep. And it, it, it's really fast to do it once you know, but it's like you don't have to like grind out doubling it each time. If it's a weird number, it's like five. <laughs> You're like five doubles to 10 doubles to 20 doubles to 40. No, you just like multiply it by a power of two. <laughs> you know, Like the song says. Mm-hmm. Which song? You know, um, from the Indigo Girls. Multiply it by the power, power of two. You all know what I'm talking about, right? I. No. <laughs> all right. It exists. It's a song. <laughs> you all, Maria, okay. made up an Indigo Girls song. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I've listened to the Indigo Girls at all. So I assume you're just making up an artist and a song. What? And, no. Like, you're just going to go record Rob. it after we're done. Rob. I went to their concert, loudest concert I've ever been to. Uh, oh. not, no joke, actually. And uh, yeah, it's, I think it's called Life by the Power of Two or something like that. Okay. Fair. I could keep going on at a tangent about this, but I will stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Verdant Mastery. Okay. How about that? Yeah. Sure. Uh, green and five for a sorcery. Uh, you may pay green and three rather than pay the spell's mana cost. Search your library for up to four basic land cards and reveal them. Put one of them onto the battlefield tapped under an opponent's control if the green three cost was paid. Put two of them onto the battlefield tapped under your control and the rest into your hand. Then shuffle. Okay. So this is part of a cycle. Um, these all say you can choose to either pay the cost listed or this lower cost. And then if you do the lower cost, the spell gets weird. Um, basically. <laughs> I wish that's it, what it said. It gives your opponent some kind of benefit. Um, in this case, it gives your opponent one of the lands and it does it in a particular order. Uh, just like we were talking about previously. First, you have to give them a land. If you only search for one land and you paid only green and three, you have to give it to your opponent. You shouldn't have done um, that. <laughs> I, you didn't know how many lands you had remaining in your library because you can't do math. And so you, you cast this for four. Shots fired. And you're like, well, there's only one land left. Um, you probably search for zero lands in that universe. Here you uh, go. But, yeah. but you, the first land goes to them. The, the second and third land go to your battlefield, and then the last land goes to your hand. If you paid the full six for it, it's, it's two to the battlefield and two to your hand. Okay, nice. So, um, And it's your lands, so you get to choose which ones they get. So if you are in an older format with wastes, you can search up a wastes and give them a waste. Um, I was going to say give in, them the planes. Yeah, wow. give them a planes. That's, that's usually the right choice. Um, 
uh, planes is like wastes too, right? Yeah, basically. Um, similarly, we have fervent mastery, which is red red three for a sorcery. You may pay red red two rather than pay the spell's mana cost. If the red red two cost was paid, an opponent discards any number of cards, then draws that many cards. Search your library for up to three cards, put them into your hand, shuffle, then discard three cards at random. Whoa! Yeah, tutor for three cards. Uh, and you may, they might go to your hand or graveyard. It's super cool. Who knows? That, who did not mean. This is like that um, card in the Hollow One in Modern. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, could, you could put this in Hollow One. Gamble is what this card is based on. Gamble is a single red. Yes. You do this once, basically. Um, and the thing with Fervent Mastery, though, is you do it in order. So an opponent discards some cards, then draws that many cards, and then you get to search your library. So you get to see what they discard. Okay. Uh, which is, might be relevant to your interests, especially in limited, if you're trying to find, like, creature removal or whatever. Yeah. Um, you're probably just going to search for your best three cards most of the time, regardless. But you might you might look at it and go, wow, you're discarding creatures? Either you have a ton of creatures or uh, you need lands or something. And so you can, you can plan around it now that you know what cards are discarding. Lorehold Command. White red three for an instant. Choose two. Create a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token. Or, creatures you control get plus one plus zero and gain indestructible in haste until end of turn. Or, Lorehold Command deals three damage to any target, and target player gains three life. Or, sacrifice a permanent, then draw two cards. We called this the greatest hits of the Boros colors. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're not wrong. Um, it is the kind of command that I really like. So, the, the, original, the original command cycle had... Like, all the choose two commands from uh, Lorwyn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is like the... This is like Primal Command. The You perform the actions in order, so the spell is different depending on which modes you pick. Because That's interesting. you create a 3-2 red and white spirit creature token, and then creatures you control get plus one, plus zero, and gain indestructible in haste. So you make a 3-2 and give it plus one, plus zero, indestructible in haste. Nice. Um, or you can create the 3-2 red and white and immediately sacrifice it. Um... So you you get different spells depending on which which you choose and the, they resolve in order. Um, so it, it just it just is the the second the second mode applies to the first mode. Yeah, that's a good Basically. reminder for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other commands are a, a, a little less like this. They're a little just like a soup of good things. Where this one actually casts some different spells depending on which mode yeah. you choose. It's my favorite yeah, restaurant. You want a soup of good things? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what soup is, right? Yeah. Excuse like, me, I'd like to, to order whatever... um, soup of good things. Yeah, we just put good things yeah. and then we put water in it. Soup. Yeah. I that, cook. That, that's about how soup is created. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll confirm with my brother. He's a chef. But oh, yeah. great. There you great. go. Um, multiple choice, which is all, which is definitely a soup of good things. Is blue and X for a sorcery. If X is one, scry one, then draw a card. I love it. If nice. X is two, you may choose a player. They return a creature they control to its owner's hand. If X is three, create a 4-4 four, four blue and red elemental creature token. If X is four or more, do all of the above. Slow Ooh. clap. This card is awesome. Nice. This card I, is really great. I love it. This and is so, so such a cool design. It's a, it's a very cool design. Like before, you're doing the action specifically in order. So you have to scry one and draw a card before your opponent chooses which creature they return to their hand. And that's relevant to your interests because you may 
you may put the wrong card on top or bottom. Yeah. When you're yeah. Okay. Um, so th- everything happens in order in this spell. Soup of good things. Semest- yeah. <laughs> Semester's end. White and three for an instant. Exile any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers you control. At the beginning of the next end step, return each of them to the battlefield under its owner's control. Each of them enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it if it's a creature, and an additional loyalty counter on it if it's a planeswalker. So if you target a modal double-faced card and return it, it will return as its front face. Gotcha. Um, relevant to a lot of random things where you'll send away one Dean and come back with a different Dean because just he, he likes changing clothes in between every scene. That happens all the time at college, I mean, seriously, right? that was my college career. Send away one Dean, yep. comes back as a different Dean. Yep. And sometimes he's half and half, right? Wait, what do you mean? You've watched Community. You've oh, watched Community, yeah, right? I see. Great. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, uh, modal double face cards come back, and if the thing is both a creature and a planeswalker, it will get both types of counters. Ooh. It happens with pre- precisely one card in Magic, Gideon Blackblade entering yeah. during your own end step, because he is a creature on your turn. Nice. So he can come with both. It is very strange. <laughs> Good job, Gideon. Good job, buddy. Yep. Uh, he he tries so hard. He tries um, very hard. <laughs> strict Proctor. Uh, strict Proctor is white and one for a 1-3 spirit cleric, has flying, and whenever a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability to trigger, counter that ability unless its controller pays two mana. Uh, this triggers for every ability, or this this um, triggers from triggered abilities. Triggering. <laughs> so it triggers and it goes in the stack. They can pay, and then you can counter it if you have a stack. <laughs> No, sorry, Rob, continue. Keep going. Nope. Keep going. I'm (laughs) Um, here. Also, this applies to your permanents. If your permanents have an entrance the battlefield trigger, this will trigger and you have to pay. Yeah. Uh, Uh. If your trigger is a drawback, maybe don't pay. Um, So Lotus Field is in standard, right? Oh, yeah. If you play a Lotus Field, it has a triggered ability. When it enters the battlefield, sacrifice some lands. Strict Proctor is like, either pay two mana or sacrifice lands. And you're like, can I do neither? He's like, yeah, you can do neither. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you have to pay mana in order to sacrifice lands of Lotus Field, he says. And you're like, ah, that seems like work. Oh, seems like a lot to do. I love it. Seems like a lot to do. Yes. Uh, Strixhaven Stadium. Three mana for an artifact. Uh, taps to add a colorless mana and put a point counter in Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, remove a point counter from a Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, put a point counter in Strixhaven Stadium. Then, if it has ten or more point counters on it, remove them all, and that player loses the game. Ha <laughs> I want to do it! <laughs> it doesn't actually seem that hard. No. Um, you, it, every creature triggers this. So, you, you score one goal per creature, and your opponent scores one goal per creature, too. So... If you have a strict saving stadium with three counters on it, they attack you with three creatures. You say no blocks, you lose three counters off of it. Uh, the same, likewise, going the other direction. It's so it, weird. This is my so new favorite card of the set. But, Into it. But honestly, if you are winning this game, you're also probably winning the other game that yes. you're playing. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Right, well, I mean, you attacked them with, like, probably six or seven creatures unblocked, right? Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. There's, there's no way you're, you're counting this up more than three or four times just tapping. Yeah. And then they had to, like, attack you a bunch. Like, it's... 
Yeah. I I mean it's it's kind of poison, but in like the worst way possible. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Poison. Less poison. Uh, note also that if you put counters on this through other means, so uh, proliferates a thing, right? Mm-hmm. You can proliferate to add counters to Strixhaven Stadium. Great. You don't win the game when you get to ten goals. You have to score a tenth goal. Makes sense. Yeah, so you, you actually creature. have to hit them for the tenth counter with yeah. a creature. Yeah, yeah. So whenever a creature you control deals combat damage, <laughs> that funny. triggers what makes you win the game. So if you have a Strixhaven Stadium with ten counters and no creatures, it's you're like, not whatever. winning. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you need to get in there and fight. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Closing statement. Black-white three for an instant. This spell costs two mana less to cast during your end step. Destroy target creature or planeswalker you don't control. Put a plus one plus one counter on up to one target creature you control. This is weird. This is a very weird line of text. The the spell costs less during your own end step. It's because it's trying to make it flavorful by calling it closing statement. Yeah, no, I like it. I really like this. I really like the name. I like the effect. I like what it does. It's just strange. Yeah. Uh, be aware um, if you're on Magic Online or Arena, you you don't stop during your end step by default. You gotta set it and be like. You have to set it. So if you're in your main and you're like, I need to to use this, you have to you have to set a stop in your own end step. That makes um, sense. In order to be able to use this, if your opponent doesn't do anything, um, if your opponent does something, you can respond with the closing statement to to finish off whatever, or like to to save your creature or whatever. But um, normally you don't like on those like you do get priority during your end step, but the way that they're structured is you automatically pass unless you put a stop in a yeah. in a spot. Um, and now it's my favorite card in the set, Quintorius Field Historian. <laughs> uh, so Quintorius great. is yeah, he's great. He's white, white, red, three for a two-four legendary creature, elephant cleric. He says, "Spirits you control get plus one, plus zero, and whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard, create a three-two red and white spirit creature token." I love it. It's so Ooh. weird. It's uh, they've printed this effect twice previously. Um, there's um, desecrated tomb makes bat tokens when creatures leave your graveyard, and Tormod the Desecrator uh, has almost the exact same text. He makes tapped zombie tokens when a card leaves your graveyard. Oh, okay, great. Um, so. They printed this a couple of times. Um, Quintorius makes bigger things. Um, and also, he's like a pacifist elephant relic seeker. He's just really cool. Yeah. Um, but so the things with Quintorius, no matter if a bunch of cards leave your graveyard at once, he triggers once. So if you ha- if you delve something and remove five cards to delve, um, he will trigger one time. Gotcha. And he doesn't trigger from himself leaving the graveyard if that effect puts him onto the battlefield. Or he shouldn't. Magic Online does not handle this correctly right now. And Magic okay. Online, if you zombify him, gives you a token. It really shouldn't. Gotcha. Um, I, Faithless Brewing, I built a deck around Tormod. I Blood for Bones him back and made tokens. And I was like, oh, I must be misremembering the rules. I went and double-checked with some people recently. And, like, the like, Jess Dunks was like, yeah, that's, that's a bug. I'm like, cool. I've reported this as a bug. Um, Good so job, Rob. be aware he like Quintorius like it looks like blood for bones blood for bones also brings things back sequentially so it returns a creature to the battlefield and then returns a creature card from your graveyard to your hand that gotcha. will trigger Quintorius twice if Quintorius is already on the battlefield gotcha um, because it, it's remove a thing then remove a thing yeah um if you um if you are uh Theros mechanic uh if you are uh, thing where it escaping comes back. A card. Yes. If you're escaping a card, 
Um, you pay to escape it and get one trigger from Quintorius, and then the thing goes to the stack and leaves your graveyard, and that's another trigger from Quintorius. So escaping a card will give you two tokens. Ooh, I like it. I prefer yep. escape under its playtest name, thing that comes back. <laughs> thing that comes back, yes. Uh, so uh, Quintorius is just a weird card. Uh, it, like you mentioned, you're like, this is a strange unique effect. It, it, it really is. They, it, like when I say, it, when I have two specific times they printed it in history, that means it's a weird fact. They printed a lot of magic cards. Yeah. Very cool um, though. And, and that's what I have for general notes. The commons are actually really simple in the set. Yeah. I asked Rob um, before we started recording, like when they first started previewing cards in the set, people are like, uh oh, is Strixhaven going to rival call time for rules text on cards? And Rob's like, no, actually commons yeah, are pretty they, simple. And, the, the deans are all super complicated. Like both sides of them have like a thousand words, but there's there's an actual vanilla green creature in the set. For instance, yeah. there's like there's like there's like a creature that is haste and tap to scry one. There's a creature with flying and death touch. Right? If this was in Kalheim, it would have flying death touch, and then like whenever a god enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter. On this, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, but bird on Kalheim. <laughs> well, no, it, I mean this, I know, I'm this isn't. I, I, it is a burn on Callheim. I think the test should be less complicated rather than more. But like, there's just a lot of clean cards where they instead of trying to generate a bunch of flavor through weird mechanics that are like we're gonna have this like trinket text of like sometimes it does a thing. Instead, they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna give it good names, right? Yeah. yeah. There's it, it, Hall Monitor. Hall Monitor is a lizard. He's a monitor lizard. Oh, yay! Like, I love it! Like, they, they, they just did all of these good things on cards without needing to make them complicated, right? Yeah. Great. So, yeah. Excellent. Just a lot of clean stuff. Thank it, you I, so really much, Rob. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah it, this set looks so, so fun. I'm so excited Very to play excited it this play week. It. Comes yeah. out Thursday on Arena if yes. you're looking to play that way. And of course, you can play on Spell Table with pre-release events this whole yep. weekend mm -hmm. through Wizards of the Coast, through Channel Fireball, yep. through your LGS, uh, just with In, your buddies. Yeah my, yeah, my standing PSA is um, follow local regulations as far as going to your LGS and playing games, but spend money at your LGS, yeah. get them in business because you want to, mm -hmm. you really want to go pre-release with them in, in the next set. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Which yep. is the, it, like, we, we are going to be pre-releasing in person within six months is my guess. That's, I'm really excited about actually being able to play magic against people in person. So. Same. It's time for the moment that you all wait for with bated breath. Yes. Cutest card and grossest card yeah. from Strixhaven. I gotta say, not a very gross set. No. Um, Judge Rob pointed out that iWitch is right I up twitch. my alley. I, I twitch. I twitch is right up my alley for being gross. Um, it is not my thing. One big old eyeball, hard pass. But it's also right up my alley for being cute. Exactly. So um, there's also the poor little frog who's gonna get who's gonna get sacrificed. Oh, um, I could not pick him, even though he unwilling ingredient. I could not pick him, even though he kind of gross because I feel too bad. Yeah, that's just sad. He's just a little sad frog. Um, but I am going to choose. I think the, one of the obvious gross and evil things here, which are mage hunters. Yeah, those are creepy. Mage hunter and mage hunters onslaught. Like I don't know where these things came from. I guess the, the Orik, aka the the, the bad Strixhaven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're gross. They bad. 
Of course. Yeah. The, it, they, yeah. They just gross. Like, what is even going on with these things? They've got a lot of legs. <laughs> they've got a lot of sharp arms. They've got a big tail. Sharp they've got, arms. like, anyways. <laughs> They're pretty gross. My, and as my, my back, yeah. What, I was going to say, my backup, vote for you was con- my backup vote for you was going to be Containment Breach. Oh, man. Which one was Containment Breach? Sounds like a blue uh, card. No, it's green. Oh. Um, Oh, let's see. Let's see. This one. Oh, yep. That's pretty. That's pretty high up there. But like Maria was saying, like, yeah, it's a little silly. Like some of the grosser yeah. ones right. are kind of like silly the, or lighthearted. And so, like, I can't pick them. Right. It's got an adorable little platypus thing jumping off of this container up top. Yeah, exactly. Like, or like bookworm. Usually like worms yes. with a lot of teeth. Not about it, but like it's a bookworm. It just wants to eat some books. It just wants to eat books. So, yeah. Yep. As gro- non-gross as the set is, you know, it stands to reason that it is also above average in the cute department. Yes. Which it is. Yes. Um, and so there's plenty of runners up for cutest card here. Uh, Mercurial Transformation very mm-hmm. cute. Something, some bird has been turned into a frog, and it's now sitting like a, on a little chair inside the bird's perch, which is very, very cute. Uh, we mentioned hall monitor earlier. It's a monitor lizard who's monitoring the hall. That's a very cute idea. I know they're pushing it on me, so it's not been selected. <laughs> uh, same with Cody, right? <laughs> yep, same with Cody. Exactly, Rob. You get it. I will not be pandered to. Uh, <laughs> I also think Spectacle Mage is very cute. That's an owl who's your friend helping you out, being like, I'm an owl and I'm adorable in Prismari. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the pests. I love the pest cards. So, uh, pest summoning, normally that'd probably be gross. In this set, it is adorable. So cute. Which leads yep. me Tent to. the pests. Yes, yeah. Rob? Tend the pests. Ten- the yes. little terrarium full of pests. <sighs> Rob, look, here's the thing. This is a, one of the <laughs> hardest decisions I've ever had to make in Cutest Card. Okay, because we have Tend the Pests. And then we also have Scurrid Colony, which is a mm. bunch of demon squirrels, which yep. is like exactly what I would want. If you're like, is there demon squirrels in this set? Yes. Maria picks it as cutest card. But um, 10 the pests is really, really cute. If you look at those pests inside that bubble, <laughs> they're, really they're very adorable. And so it is with kind of a heavy heart that I have to say is Scurrid Colony is a runner up. 10 the pests, cutest card. Wow. There you go. Wow, you think these those, so these pests are cuter than the other pests? Yes, I think those the, the ones in the terrarium summoning. are cuter than in pest summoning. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you get more options. Like there's the, well, the worm looking one. There's the fat right. chubby one. Yeah, I don't know. And, and it's the like contrast too. It's this this evil dude, right? Yeah. Or yeah. lady, or it, it, they're evil. They have glowing eyes, right? Yeah. They have a haircut <laughs> and, that's but, pretty evil. <laughs> right, but they're feeding their pets. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Be happy and healthy, little pets. And, I'm evil, but I'm, I'm not saying anyways. this haircut is bad. I'm saying this haircut is worn by people who are evil. <laughs> right? This is yeah. Christian no, House it's, haircut. It's a quality haircut. They spent they spent Sorry, some money Christian. on that fade, right? <laughs> yeah, they really did. They really but like, did. it's also a good pick, I think, because it is specific to Strixhaven. Yeah. Pests are of this yeah. set, so I think that gives it a little nudge up into the winner category too. So. May your drafts be blessed with yeah. 10 the pests, everybody. <laughs> Can I vote the other runner-up be Secret Rendezvous? Okay, let's find it. Yeah. Um, I mean, mine is Tome Wolf. It's Tome so Wolf cute. is yeah. pretty cute, too. 
Okay, secret yeah. rendezvous, you said? Oh, who's yeah. this rendezvous going to be? What color be? is it? It's white. Okay. Oh, oh yes, of course yeah. it is. Yeah. You've got to love just, it. it. It's just just two students passing a note back and forth, right? Like, oh, happy yeah. watching the sunset. Very cute. Oh, uh, great. I'm so excited, y'all. Me too. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I, this is just a good, clean like fun set yeah. yeah it gives me throne of eldraine vibes i'm happy that they're pushing uh more fun and silly sets in magic yeah every mm-hmm. so often i think that's just super great uh Same. and right. i get so excited for it having stuff swing around from you know big serious monsters to you mm-hmm. know recovering from war to you know we're just gonna have some people at a school feeding bones to little to adorable chubby pets yep. <laughs> good times Let's take a moment to thank our other sponsor of the show, Ultra Pro. That's right. If you are looking at that mystical archive art and being like, this is incredible, Ugh. which aren't we all? Obviously. And you want it on a playmat, uh, Ultra Pro is the place to go. Absolutely. They are doing on demand printing of those um, that will be a, like you order it now, it'll be printed a little bit later this year. And it's just incredible. We've always said it's the place to shop if you want to celebrate magic art because there's some incredible art out there. 100%. And it doesn't matter which of these mystical archives you're most interested in because they have them all they're all great every single last one of them whatever your favorite is order on a playmat now they'll print it just for you on demand ship it to you with speed and ease they're all so good and you look like the greatest person ever once we get to play in person again which hopefully is sooner than any of us could have honestly imagined a year ago yeah you know so ultra pro is the place to get it you should ultra go oh no (laughs) Well, humans and non-humans alike, that is this episode of Good Luck High Five. That's right. Thank you all so much for joining us for yet another episode. Uh, you know, now I'm so excited. I was already excited for Strixhaven, but this episode always Ugh. makes me extra excited about I it. I am. It seems like such a great set, um, especially yeah. for Limited. I think it'll be so cool and interesting. By the way, if you have a question Judge Rob did not answer in this episode, you can re- reply underneath the YouTube video. Oh, yeah. And Rob comes in for about a week after the episode is posted. Uh, it's going to post on Tuesday, the 13th. Uh, you can go in and ask and he'll come in and respond to any questions you have. So yeah. that's just a Judge Rob service. Wow. What value? I know. And don't we, we all love value? What man of value Rob is, all you know, right. to our collective uh, community. Yes. <laughs> we should now sh- shuffle on out of here. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried. It makes me think of like, uh, you know, 1920s. Like-